Hi, this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. This week, we're offering three conversations from episode 53, our preview of AASLD 2021. In this conversation, we talk about the Friday sessions, most of which are a range of special interest group meetings on topics directly or indirectly related to NAFLD and Nash. We've discussed many of these topics on recent podcasts. It will be interesting to hear how what we've discussed lines up with what they will be talking about on that day. The ASLD program in 2021 is rich in all sorts of diverse, stimulating content. So sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, and when you're done, join the discussion on our LinkedIn and Facebook discussion group. What I'd like us to do is just uh, take a look at the event. Okay, it starts on Friday. It runs through Monday. Saturday is a day-long postgraduate course on NAFLD and NASH with, I want to say I didn't count it, but maybe 20 different presentations or so, 24. Big number. Pretty much covering everything you'd ever want to ask about NAFLD and NASH with a fantastic cast of worldwide leaders giving talks. And then there are some sessions on different elements on Sunday and Monday. I'm not looking at my calendar right now. I'm looking at my colleagues. And those will have probably six talks each. The presidential plenary session on Sunday, if I recall, has four or five or six, depending on how you want to count it. Talks that in some way, shape, or form touch on NASH. The only late breaker that's posted for Sunday is a NASH late breaker. And then there are a couple of sessions as well on Monday. Because Sunday and Monday appear heavily tilted towards Sunday right now, what we've tried to do in the past is only talk about a day on the day of the conference. But if the schedule still tilts toward NASH on Sunday, then we'll be talking about NASH papers from Sunday on Sunday and Monday as well. And then the Monday papers on Monday. I'll come back to whether or how we're going to deal with cover the postgraduate event. Either in next Monday's episode or in an email and a postings to everybody later this week. Who would like to start by picking a uh, section or title that you have particular reasons that might be worth our audience hearing about? Manal, go ahead. Manal Abdel-Malik. Certainly right, Roger, that this postgraduate course is heavy on NAVLD and NASH, and it's going to be a very whirlwind and an exceptional postgraduate course. I know Mary Ranella and Lori DeLab put a lot of effort in putting that together and a great lineup of speakers. So I was perusing the program, though. One lecture really kind of came to light for me, and, and it actually didn't even have NAVLD and NASH in the title, but I think it has amazing pertinence to the field of NAFLD and NASH. And it's a talk that's going to be given by Dr. Neil Henderson, which is the Hans Popper Basic Science State-of-the-Art Lecture. He's going to be talking about single-cell genomics as an approach for transforming our understanding of disease pathogenesis and allowing a very powerful and unbiased exploration of cell states and the understanding of novel approaches to tissue biology and disease mechanisms. So you can clearly see how this would have pertinence, particularly for complex disease biology such as NAFLD and NASH. And if we can harness single-cell genomic approaches to increase our understanding of cellular and molecular mechanisms that drive the necroinflammatory response, the integration of and crosstalk of these different pathways, and particularly the drivers of cell injury and repair and fibrogenesis, that might really help us unlock the right approach to therapeutics. So I thought this lecture, while it didn't even have NAFLD and NASH in the title had huge bearing on applying single cell technologies and, and genomic approaches in the future to better understanding our disease mechanisms and targeting therapeutics. Because we have to kind of admit it, we're kind of been shooting in the dark, hoping that one drug that fits one target, and one pathway, or, you know, we, we, we would get lucky with having, you know, a be all end all therapeutic approach. But the reality is we haven't done well as a field on any therapy 
therapeutic front. And we've on average 30, 40% respond to any one target and leveraging single cell genomics to understand the integration of these pathways and the drivers of disease might help us sort through our therapeutic landscape, at least to think about what pathways are the prominent drivers or the integrated pathways that drive fibrogenesis so we can put the right drugs together for the right individuals. Ken Kusi. That links well with another symposium on Monday on the other end of emerging trends that also is touching on genetics from a testing perspective, despite a number of SNPs that predict, like the most famous one, PNLPA3, predict having more steatosis and more importantly, worse outcomes, steatopatitis and even advanced fibrosis. They've not made it to mainstream yet because sometimes they've been difficult to tailor to a given patient. So hopefully that approach that Manal says is going to be interesting. I, I like this emerging trends because it's going to touch on some things that people can do now. Typically when I talk, you know, NASH is, uh, is important. We need to screen. I get this kind of uh, from non-hepatologists, from my endocrine peers or primary care. Well, there's no FDA-approved drug, you know, get people to lose weight. I see a lot of inertia, if you want to put it in a neutral term. But I think that awareness that there are active treatments and surgical approaches in metabolic surgery and some treatments you can do today, I mean, I think that will shake up a little bit that, that inertia. One comment I would like to make apropos of all that is that in the last four weeks, we've had two sessions that wound up focusing in the general neighborhood that you're talking about, Manal. Uh, one with Lars Johansson and another with Scott Friedman. And those have been exceptionally well listened to. I'm not going to get to what's happened to listenership of the podcast until we get to the business section. But this past month, well, this I will get to, has been 40% higher in terms of downloaders than anything in the past. And those two episodes had the interest, and, and one that, that Ken did, well, the one that Ken did was a little different. Those two had the interesting effect of bringing in people that knew about about the podcast, but hadn't been around for a while. So they came in and what they did was they downloaded those episodes and also some of the older things they thought were relevant. So I think there's a real thirst among people to understand that better for exactly the reason you gave, Manal, which is that maybe this is a path for us to get to some of the places we're having a hard time getting to. And uh, so we have some data on that from, from listenership. Yeah, you know, Roger and Manal, can I, I fully agree. I think this is where the basic science can evolve the field and help us to identify the right target populations, increasing those zeros rates we're seeing in the 20s or 30s to really move the needle on efficacy and, and, and pick the patients that are right for the drug. So I'm, I'm very excited on, on those developments. And I think we'll see new therapeutics emerge from those concepts, understanding which cells are activated in what context and, and, and potentially how to target them. So I'm right with you guys there. You know, another program on Friday, in addition to the Hans Popper lecture, that I think has great pertinence to us, even though it certainly didn't have Naffold and Nash in the title, is the liver cell biology SIG is going to be talking about the gut liver access and the trigger of the gut microbiota as a risk factor for chronic liver disease progression. They're going to dive into some deeper insights on this reciprocal interaction between the gut microbiota and chronic liver injury and issues related to the intestinal barrier. I'm sure complementary discussions are going to unfold about bile acid synthesis and glucose and lipid metabolism pertaining on gut microbiota. And I think it has a lot of pertinence to NAFLD and NASH because certainly we know that the gut microbiota is of importance, not only to obesity, but has been associated even with alterations in metabolic risk and has also been identified in the pathobiology of NAFLD and NASH. Here 
hearing this lecture is going to be one that I will earmark for my Friday. Manel, I think that's a fantastic contribution and makes an important point. I was going to say, I think that's being presented. It's a huge panel of people, but a lot of leading experts in the microbiota and liver injury field. Grace Gao, Zaidong Gee, Dr. Lee. It's a great lineup of speakers. Jörn Schattenberg. Roger, let me follow up and dig in a little deeper into the program. I actually looked at the parallel sessions. There is some on NAFLD. Of course, the one on diagnostics and biomarkers was very interesting to me. That's Sunday, November 14th. It's between 10 and 11.30. And there's actually six talks being given. It starts out with some data from the Litmus Registry, which I'm involved in. I am a co-author on the first paper, which details individual patient data meta-analysis on the performance of certain non-invasive tests in the, for screening at-risk NASH, which we normally define as F2 and higher. There's a number of follow-up presentations looking at either liver stiffness, MRE, and outcome, which you know have been one of the key knowledge gaps that we've identified to, to actually link the diagnostic test to the outcome. This is an abstract given by Viral Ajmera from UCSD. They included over 265 patients looking at decompensation and actually call out MRE cutoffs, as we've discussed on, on the podcast here, to associate with higher odd risks of uh, cumulative outcomes. So I think that's very interesting. And, and actually a, a new emerging biomarker, which is a blood-based biomarker that could be of interest to us, uh, thrombospondin 2. This is an interesting molecule, and we've seen that in the litmus cohort too, but this work is actually going to be presented by a Japanese colleague, Dr. Kozumi, and they did an unsupervised clustering approach in a well-performed histological-based cohort and discover uh, TSP2 as a diagnostic marker for NASH with advanced fibrosis. So I think a lot of excitement in that parallel session 10 around novel biomarkers and, and actually linking them to outcome, which is so urgently needed if we discuss uh, leaving liver histology as an endpoint. Personally, I like that session a lot, in part because of that, in part because I think it's going to bring more real a couple of the things that we've been talking about on this podcast, where, you know, there's a, there's a liver stiffness paper, there's a machine model learning paper, and then, as you point out, a couple of really novel things. So uh, I had that marked on my calendar, something not to miss any of. And since I don't care about Tottenham football very much right now, even if they're playing, then it's not going to get in the way of my watching. Louise, Louise was fortunately on mute, so she could laugh as loud as she wanted to. I was laughing because I didn't think you were going to bring that up. And I wasn't going to. But anyway, I thought that was very brave of you. On the Friday, I was interested in, obviously, the presentation of awards, just to be there and watch Donna get hers and some of the other distinguished guests, which I thought was great. But the one I'm looking forward to in the evening is the Public Health and Healthcare Delivery, SIG. And it's 5.30 to 7 Eastern Standard Time. And it's when we talk about people get less enthused about treating NAFL because there's no drug approved. Actually, this one takes us right back to the behavioural approach. If we can really look at the way we look at the behavioural approach and the mechanisms that we can use with patients, also other healthcare practitioners, then bringing it back and targeting our strengths, not ignoring them or leaving them as weaknesses. I don't think we have to always look for medication. It does float a lot of people's boats, but we've got to use them the strengths that we've got now. So I'm interested in that session to see how they come around it and how they look at it and what they're proposing. So that was the one that particularly interested me, apart from some of the other sessions that have been discussed already for Friday. All right. Anybody else have anything on Friday that they thought was particularly interesting? Historically, we focused our coverage on papers, but there were a whole bunch of sessions on Friday that I thought were interesting. Clinical trial design and challenges in NAFLD is one. There's also the abstract tour on COVID-19 and 
And of course, we know an awful lot more now with the data that's coming out. So I'm interested to see stronger stuff in that. So that was another one. And I think it's parallel to the one that you've just mentioned, which is the clinical trial design and challenges in Neffold. I've earmarked both of those. They're all at about the same time, unfortunately. This is 4.30 to 5.15, so it's not so different from the other one that you were mentioning. Anybody else have anything on Friday they find particularly interesting? You know, you could consider the notion to move into the Nash cirrhosis field interesting and then look at that. They talk about portal hypertension there. Um, clinical and experimental stick on that. I think there will be some interesting aspects that are covered there, you know, in relation to how does HPPG correlate with outcomes with non-invasive tests we can look at. And I think that that's a good one. And then the liver fibrosis SIG is focusing on Nash fibrosis and comes, I think, right before that on the calendar of the day. So if you want to spend two, two and a half hours taking a deep dive into Nash fibrosis, certainly have the opportunity to do that. So for those of us who are uninitiated and our audience is uninitiated, other than the idea that goes, there are going to be a bunch of fantastic papers at the postgraduate course on Saturday. Is there anything else our audience should know about it before deciding whether to spend their Saturday attending? I guess if you're based in Europe, you've got to be really excited to stay up that long. Uh, That's my thinking about this. That's why you can now usually get your computer to auto-record if you give it a timestamp to work towards. God, I haven't worked that way out yet, but now I might have a lesson. I guess these days you have to pick between being jet-lagged at the conference or staying late at night up and and, and watching from home. But I guess I prefer the jet-lag and the personal touch. I I was going to say, it's the in-person that gives you the energy to cope with the jet lag, right? I guess the only other thing I could mention on Friday, they are going to have a Meet the Expert session on Friday afternoon from 4.30 to 5.30 on clinical trial design and challenges in NAFLD. And so if anybody, particularly your audience out there, has a keen interest on trial design and the challenges that we've been met with, just having a small Zoom session, small group discussions really makes for a good way to spend an hour of your time. I'm sure it'll be very engaging. Lots of well-known experts in the field of liver disease and certainly clinical investigators and researchers and likely a representation of industry as well there talking about trial design and challenges and endpoints. Do you know who's leading that session or not? It did not specify in the program, so I don't have a lead as I do have a consensus on experts. That's what it said. Meet the experts. Which ones they are, I don't know. <laughs> but they will be experts. We know that, huh? Yeah. There will be experts. That that one kind of intrigues me. I might go to that just to learn. Although there's enough to learn enough places on Friday. So, okay, let's skip past Saturday in the interest of you aren't getting some sleep at some point on that day. And noting that a full day session in a virtual meeting is a really interesting concept. It'll, it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out. And now, back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We will be back next Wednesday, November 10th, to cover the groundbreaking patient-focused drug development externally-led session from last Thursday, November 4th. Donna Cryer, who led that session, will be with us along with some other event participants. It should be fascinating. Until then, stay safe, surf on, see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now.